remember the episode I called people out who were watching in um uh YouTube like yeah, you guys probably just like tab away and you know just have it there. They're like, no, we we actually watch. I'm like, god damn it, that means I have to actually look proper decent. <sighs> Never <laughs> hide my uh non-existent receding hairline. I'm a big hat guy. I can't hide this shit. That's just hey, there. You can. We're that uh we're that NHL twenty three greater together hat. Oh god. <laughs> greater together while we're driving the community apart. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Uh I don't know if you want to talk about it, but just damn. <laughs> it's been a while. No, it's been no, a let's do week. it. Welcome everybody. This is the intro now. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, we're going to kick off today's uh, sinless episode of the podcast, although with some of our takes, some people might disagree on sinless. Uh, we're going to start off this podcast with our our weekly NHL 23 updated thoughts. Okay. <laughs> we should do this every week, every Monday. <laughs> uh, the Monday moan of NHL 23. There we go. Fuck. All right. So, oh. so you you are... A bigger influencer than I am in terms of NHL. Uh, allegedly. I know, like, allegedly, uh, partner and all. So, what are your thoughts um, given the current standings of franchise and everything? You know, before I met you, I would I would have totally been perfectly okay with the current state of the game. Like, oh, it's just NHL. And then now, ever since I started hanging out with you, I swear I've become a fucking nihilist when it comes to <laughs> hockey games. I swear to God. Even like, even Taimo was even mentioning that, like, dude, like, you've been hanging out with Tuki so much, you're just so angry. I'm like, yeah, maybe. Now I, I feel bad that Taimo thinks I'm angry. <laughs> no, no, I just think it's it's passionate anger. It's like we know when you have that, like, you know when you have that nephew who's a little shit, and you know he can do better. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's the energy I radiate towards the EANHL series, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, th I, I think you wouldn't have a problem have saying Radiant that. Nephew as the episode title. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, again, hi, everybody, to uh, a rather informal podcast intro. This is what happens when Sin's not here. You know, you just uh, you let the two the two goofs take control of the wheel. And who knows where this uh, where the ship's going to go. Uh, not at all. Yeah, what a great way to start off a new week, huh? Yeah, it's oh. 23, it's kind of shit. <laughs> My fiance is sick. Everything's they great. Cut they cut me up. <laughs> well, what's your problem? I can't roster edit. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've talked at length, obviously, about my... My displeasure with NHL franchise mode itself i feel like there's just there's no there's no hook to play franchise mode custom league isn't a hook it's again i'll say it it's like putting uh, what are they called are they still like suicide doors or whatever the hell like the inverted doors or oh, whatever i mean the, the ones that go called. like this like in the, yeah in the car? yeah suicide doors yeah it's like putting those on a pinto What's the point? That is custom <laughs> league. Here's this nice, fancy feature. You know, it's like, do you still follow John Butchergrass on Twitter? Yes. And yes. all the time he's just calling out people for their chicken parm. 
Oh my fucking god! The and it's parm. like those people that just like put an ungodly amount of shredded cheese on the parm to just be like, here we go. And it's like, well, it's yeah, just... but your parm, your parm's fucking raw. You don't have any fucking noodles, like. <laughs> I think I'm the I think I'm the Bucci Gross of this podcast, and where I'm always talking about food, or like just mm. in general streams. Every time we we like go, every time you go live, Twitch.tv slash Tuki24, if you're following for some fucking reason, and um, every time you stream, I'm always in the comments or or in the in the chat, just like, hey, what should I grab for food? What should I eat? Mm. And like I completely derail. I mean, your chat's already like already derailed as up as possible, and just <laughs> we're just talking about like, oh, should I grab Popeyes or should I grab like burgers or shawarma? And you're just like, why the fuck is Endo just always eating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because the idea of like, oh, NHL twenty three. Let's just talk about it at the start. I really don't have anything to add. I am basically not playing the game right now. Yeah, um, like. I have some desire to play Ishul with the buds. And then I remember what's going to happen in the gameplay. And I'm like, mm, are, really gonna, are people really going to have that much fun playing the game? I don't know. And then I think about franchise mode, which is meh. And then this weekend, in terms of roster editing, I'm like, you know what? Let's maybe give it a shot. And for shits and gigs, you know, the most recent roster update that was out People are like, hey, Arthur Jack, I, or Arbor Jack, I is um, two inches shorter and about 40 pounds lighter than he actually is in real life in the game. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's fun. Let me just check the Anaheim Ducks. Let's just let's just go through a team and see how many heights and weights are incorrect. Uh, the answer for Anaheim was uh, just above 50 percent were correct. 50 percent or slightly above. Of players on the Anaheim Ducks in NHL 23 have correct height or weight. Some of them have both. As according to, I, I call them the holy trinity of player height and weight. NHL.com, HockeyDB, Hockey Reference. They all typically agree on that type of deal. Just about 50% for height and weight. <laughs> but I'm supposed to be motivated to you know dedicate dozens if not hundreds of hours to the game. Towards making the rosters all fancy schmancy. Yeah, I don't think so, Chief. <laughs> At the moment. Yeah. So, you know, I will always say to people, don't let my opinion of the game change it for you. If you're enjoying it, enjoy the damn thing. I wish I could. At the same time, now that you mentioned what you mentioned earlier, I do understand how my community or friends of mine could just be like, Oh, yeah, fuck, he's got a point. Shit, you know? Like that type of thing, where maybe I'm not intending to, but I am indirectly or accidentally even uh, ruining people's opinions of the game. (laughs) That said, I watched you play a lot of Be a Pro for NHL 22, and it's not like you were without your own complaints type of thing, you know? But in general, I I made that uh, statement on Twitter. It's just the idea of... I don't see the Hut community enjoying the game. I don't really see too much of the ESHL community enjoying the game. Uh, the Be a Pro people, yourself included, are drowning at the bottom of the pool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's it's a time. It's a time. Yeah. So 
I had a Twitter uh, thing because apparently my Twitter's been popping off in regards to NHL stuff. Because if you talk positive about the game, you got nothing. But if you say anything negative, you get like fucking a thousand likes and all that shit. Oh, dude. So me, as of like you're talking, sat- you remember the um, the tweet that I put out of the uh, the picture of like be a pro drowning at the bottom of the pool? Oh, I'm gonna yeah. find that really quickly while you say what you're going to say. And then I'll let you okay. know as an example of how Twitter goes off if you're negative. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I put a tweet out basically saying listing all of the issues in regards to NHL and how how the launch has gone so far. So as of October 20th, so I think this is like immediately after recorded the podcast, I said there was a lot of issues in the game. Uh, Some matches weren't counting for people. People weren't getting XP in Rivals or World of Chell. Loyalty packs hadn't gone out yet, and there were no news on the the Rivals rewards and all that glitch because people were saying they had ultimates when there was a visual bug and then like, I understand that stuff when it's like, you know, beginning of the, the launch, but the fact that it's been like two weeks and nothing has really been fixed. Um, franchise is still broken uh, to a point that if you're an actual franchise player, offer sheets are broken. Team logic is still absolutely asinine. Uh, I found another issue that if you have a custom league and you have, um, let's say for example, a uh, an SHL team in there, the game bugs out and will put like, you know, see so a prospect who's in the SHL, they'll sometimes appear on that team. And so it like fucks it up completely, like regardless, like the player will be on that team and then also in the farm system and you can still use them. And yeah, there was another thing that happened in your chat. I can't remember who mentioned it, but there's another thing that was like completely busted and like. I, I called it like uh, when you put out your original video, like episode zero of the 48 team franchise is that this, this mode's going to break because I don't think there's enough resources into like game testing and putting it through. They just need like 20 of you just, just going through it and just testing everything. And then I said like strategies weren't saving inaccurate player hide and wait. 2007 birth years are crashing the game. And apparently to some people that is a minor inconvenience. Mm-hmm. All of those things are minor inconveniences. My thing is, if I paid $120 to get this game early access, I understand early access there's some issues, but there are people who spent up to $100 to have this game on launch, and nothing is working as designed. The, f- the one thing that was really funny is whenever they put out a patch to fix things, everything breaks. Because from early access up until that first patch, which was stability updates, and there was no patch notes, there was it was no issues at all once that patch dropped everything broke and that's the nature of game design and game development where like you you work on something so long the spaghetti code happens and something breaks and something other breaks i i mean like there's not much you can really do in terms of like a like a consumer standpoint other than return the game report it contact the better better business bureau because when you contact better business bureau they act fucking real quick like jesus well, I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, another thing, too, is people are saying, like, oh, the gameplay is great in NHL 20. That's subjective. I think it's been probably the best it's been in the past four years. And the reason why I say that is if you're playing BM Pro and that puck goes outside of your zone and you're and you're the puck is out there and the defense comes in, he does not stop at the blue line and reset. He, like nine out of ten times goes right through knowing for a fact it's going to be an offside and it's just clockwork the minute that puck exit that exit that zone and the defenseman gets the puck you know it's gonna be offside that's been in the game for years 
And mm -hmm. one more thing too, NHL 23 has the exact same game modes as NHL 21 and NHL yeah. 22. There has been no changes for the past three years. And like, that, to me, that's inexcusable. You put in like a, a playlist, which was a great idea originally, but then you had Hut Burst, which was basically arcade, which basically Hut Rush, but also what cards that you own. And then like people who, who want to just play traditional hockey couldn't play traditional hockey. They had to play arcade or arcade like Harvest 2.0. There, there's so many issues on like the HUD standpoint. Like that's supposed to be their like main focus is, you know, because it brings in all the money. But you only have, for example, one, two, three, four ways to play the game. Challenges, which take fucking hours to complete. You have Hut Rush, um, which is terrible for grinding. You have Hut Rivals, which is all right. And then I guess like 0.5 would be like champs. And then you have squad battle. Like what happened to online seasons? What happened to hut champions? Uh, or is it hut draft champions or whatever? Like there's, there's so many things that were in the game before that worked perfectly fine. And I guess like, cause they tried to move resources over and it just blew up in their face personally. Like there's, there's no replayability for a game that's had the same thing for three years. Like I'm, I wanted to start a series called uh, magic man, where I talked about before, where basically the whole gimmick is that I'm creative. I am uh, trying to set people up with, with crazy plays, like just just finesse all the whole entire way through. I can't do that in NHL 23 because the 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 attributes that I need, like elite edges and some other stuff, they're locked behind the wrong like player type. They like elite edges is exclusive to the fenceman. What the fuck? Uh -huh. Yeah. And, and there's some other stuff that are in there. For, for some reason, I can have fucking skilled up as a defenseman. Like, I don't, I'm not going to see Kale McCarr hitting a fucking Michigan. Like, that's not going to happen. Attitude. Yeah. <laughs> actually, didn't he score like, a Michigan? Someone's gonna going to be like, back oh, and... actually, he scored a Michigan last year or something like that. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Like, it just makes no sense. Like, one more thing, too, is I'm playing NHL 20 via pro just because I can play in the fucking minors. Like, I'm not sure you probably saw like last night on stream. I was playing like I was up until like 8 a.m. playing NHL 20 be a pro because I could go through the CHL like several years over. I can start as like an exceptional status player at 15 and just go through like I miss that. I don't have any story dialogues popping up. I can create my own narrative. It's just insane that fucking three years, like three, four years after they had a perfect system in there. They haven't touched it or done anything to it whatsoever. Just give us a slider or a prompt that says, hey, I want to turn off all coach uh, agent notifications. Like it, there, there's so many small changes they can make in the game that would just add so much longevity. It's it's not even like a big thing. It's, it's something you can put out an update when you put out crossplay. But God forbid that's not going to work. Jesus. You can talk. <laughs> I'm just I'm just sad now. <laughs> yeah i'm just sad that tweet by the way had almost uh 700 or over 700 likes with almost fifty-seven thousand impressions um yeah. i yeah negative sentiment within the community is is what gets passed around because that's what's that's what people are feeling right now in regards to nhl 23 which has been out officially for like a week and a half two weeks um yeah like we've yeah. both had copies for two weeks now. I mean, obviously, clappy bless, but um, yeah, 
we've had the two weeks now. The game's been up like a week and a half. But it's just these these issues should not have been this bad. But that's game development. When you have an indie team that gets pulled out to work on other projects down the hall with FIFA, that's what happens. That's baseball. That's baseball, <laughs> that's baseball would baby. Believe, would you believe we had no plans at all to talk about NHL 23? <laughs> yeah, it just off the cuff. Just oh, and just a nice therapy session, basically. I feel bad for, for you guys like you. Uh, Henry Sleeg is thrash. Who else am I thinking of? Like other guys who just, you know, like this is your. I wouldn't say this is bread and butter, but like this is the one franchise that you guys really care about the most, and mm-hmm. it's just been like, like a toddler just drop kick, like Ike, don't kick the baby. Like a toddler drop kick. Please elaborate. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like um, you know that scene in South we Park. Have an episode where like, title, by the way. Don't kick the baby, and it's like no, it's drop kick. Kick. the newest. Yeah, punk it's fan. just like it's just like that. I just feel like um, <laughs> EA is like, all right, I time to kick the baby, and all the content creators like don't kick the baby, they just fucking punt it, and it's just like, and when they punt, it's the video of no sleeves having people who are essentially t posing on the ice, skiing around. Have you seen that? Mm. Yes. It's yes. It. Yeah. God. The devs are great people, though. They're really great people. But just, man. People are going to read into that sigh, and that wasn't a sigh in regards to the people. That was just a sigh into the the game itself that makes me so sad. Very sad. I mean, I mentioned the uh, players with incorrect height and weights. Um, You're not allowed to fix that as a roster editor. Um. Real life players' heights and weights is a locked setting that you cannot update. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I don't understand. Because in FIFA you can change. In FIFA, I believe you can change it. Madden, you can change it. I know Madden hundred percent. You can make like um, Kyler Murray like six foot eight, like four hundred pounds. NBA is the best example where you can just do whatever the fuck you want. It's awesome. Oh, my God. The PC mods where, like, all the bodies are stretched apart and everything, just dunking on people. Jeez. The monsters. Yeah. NBA just, they're like, you know what? Have your fun with it. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, very nice of them to do that. Whereas with NHL, I can't make someone their proper height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get asked multiple times a day, today included, like, hey, when are you roster editing? Do you have, like, an ETA for when it's done? Uh, I haven't started, and I don't know if I will. Um, you know, it's supposed to be this this big time of year for me and is, you know, valid of complaints as the likes of uh, No Slave, Thrash, Henrik, all those guys that uh, focus on Ultimate Team, as, you know, as valid as their complaints are, they at least still have options for content. People like myself, Tactics HD, Snipe and Score Productions, Sin for the Win. Uh, we have to sit here and navigate these hurdles to try and make something work. Whereas at the very least for the other guys with Ultimate Team, you can be like, oh, sick new content drop opening packs and you're still going to be fine. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can still, as, as much as people despise it, you can still do a pack opening with the fucking Home Alone <gasps> face on the oh thumbnail, and it's still going to get views. Like, they're okay. They're going to be fine. Uh, it's it's people that do anything be a pro or franchise related that are just fucked unless you are. I mean, shit, is Nasher even doing? Let me check this. Is Nasher even doing a be a pro? He is this year. Yeah, he's, he he put out a video addressing like Via Pro and how it hasn't changed apparently. Yeah. Um, I mean, power to him. I mean, when you're like the biggest, like no brainer, he's yeah, the he's biggest still guy doing in the a community. Via Pro, and he'll still yeah. crush it on that. Um, mm. let's let's take a look here. NHL 23 Via Pro. Let's see. I don't know who Brett Barrett is. Apparently, he's a very oh TD guy. Barrett. He's a big Madden guy. Okay, so he's doing yeah. something be a pro related, so he's doing okay. But case in point, not an NHL guy. He's a Madden guy with 142,000 subs. He's doing okay. Um, oh, cool. So I searched be a pro. It's two Brett Barrett videos, a Nasher video. And then the fourth video is from someone called DNA Network uh, with 53,000 views. NHL 23 is a huge letdown. Don't buy. Yep. That's the fourth video that pops up when you search NHL 23 be a pro, at least for me. They um, optimize their SEO completely. Hats off to them. Holy shit. shit. Yeah. Um, it looks like 2BC did one episode of a Bia Pro a week ago. Yeah. It hasn't done much since. Um, you know, there's another guy doing a Bia Pro. Let's shout out DMAC26. Um, good for him. Looks like he does a good amount of Bia Pro content. Uh, unfortunately, beyond the first video. Uh, you know, it, it drops off heavily. So basically, unless you are check them out, though, support people who do be a pro stuff. So basically, yeah. unless you are from the outside looking in or a bigger YouTuber. Then, yeah, you know, you'll be lucky to get a couple thousand. Something like been for the wind still does pretty well on be a pro stuff. But for the most part, like that's a that's a low fucking ceiling yeah. compared to other options. So. Fun, fun times. 20 minutes of just giving out about HL 23. And you know what's funny we didn't mention? Our beautiful sponsors over at Manscaped. We did not mention our beautiful sponsor because we were just talking about NHL so much. They won't mind. They won't. They won't. They're cool. And they're good. Promo code Tugi. Yeah. For 20% off. They're cool and they're good at keeping you cool. You know? Exactly. I just put this on. You know, the spherical deodorant, the meme of the channel. Uh, aside from us being completely nihilistic and numb to the fact that our, uh, you know, our futures in the community with NHL are kind of in the window of, you know, maybe I don't want to do this anymore because, you know, no support. But the 23 hours of NHL was pretty cool. Yeah. Roster editing? Yeah. No. 23 hours of chill. With the different if they streamers. were smart, they would have called it Coachella. But no. No. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, there was the phlegm coming up again. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, that's a good one. I pre- that's- Thank you. See? That's I'm just one. saying, I got, a, I got a litany of ideas that I'm just not allowed to... Not allowed to fully express myself right now, and it sucks. Yeah. Also, you said spherical, and all I can ever think of is the game sphere from Drake and Josh. Yeah. That's what I, That's exactly what I was referencing every time I say it. Every time. It's spherical. God damn it. Spherical. Yeah, shout out to Manscaped. As always, like I said, do a good job keeping you cool by shaving off your hair. Head to toe. 
Reject eyebrows. Embrace monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be the opposite, if you think about it. Code Tugia checkout. 20% off your order. Free shipping. Manscaped.com. Get the best tools for the job. And tell them we sent you, because we normally don't tell you about them 24 minutes into a into a podcast but I mean, here to be 24 are. right so yeah to 24 minutes shave your sack manscape.com go to <laughs> you yeah um god does, do, <laughs> i feel like we should just keep talking about nhl 23 it could be the entire show <laughs> it could be Oh man. I feel like we'd be redundant at this point though. But yeah, yeah, I think we've said most of what we've had to say. I mean, I only got five of my ten loyalty packs, even though I've had the game for three years straight and I've been a content creator for those three years. Uh I'm not even mad. I don't even give a fuck. I got a what a base card Ben and a base card Lucic or Lusic. Um Meanwhile, Lusic. Yeah, I just this is what they cried about so much. It was like, we need our loyalty packs. Like you're not gonna get anything. Oh, like Five guys got a McDavid or like you guys got a Marner. Like the odds for a loyalty pack are so low. It's just they're just fodder. So that way you can build up and do rerolls. And like at yeah. the launch of the game, rerolls are already locked after, excuse me, like an hour. Whereas like if it's like March, April, like there's no timer on the rerolls. So you can just go through again. Like I don't want to keep talking. I don't want to keep talking about NHL because this is like turning more into like a coffee and chill episode where we just keep talking about it. No offense to the sleeves and uh, Kessel, but uh, yeah. Hey, I respect the ability to uh, talk about the state of NHL 23 on every podcast without wanting to slam your head on your desk and oh my god, take a Don't nice nap. You know, Don't even get me started. Yeah, it, it's it's commendable. It is, and it's insane. Yeah, so NHL 23, not a very fun time at the moment. What is a fun time is talking about real hockey, kind of. We'll get into that at the end of this show. Uh, there's a certain talking point that we'll bring up. Uh, but we want to get to viewer questions, first and foremost, as we always do. Of course, again, the link to the Discord is in the description, whether or not you are listening or watching this particular podcast. First question comes up from, who else would it be? One Scroopy Noobers. Who's your favorite player on your co-host's favorite NHL team? So, I don't know if we have to answer for the Sharks because Sin didn't show up, but Endo Mills, who is your favorite Boston Bruin? Andrew Raycroft. <laughs> correct answer. <laughs> My favorite Toronto Maple Leaf is Tuka Rask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they knew how this was going to go down anyway. So, yeah. yeah. My my favorite Sharks player, though, probably Tomas Hurtle. Yeah, that's uh, my mine is Luke Coonan. <laughs> Luke Coonan? Why Coonan? No, no, I'm joking. It's just because he's his <laughs> favorite player. Um, God, James my favorite. Reimer. <laughs> yeah, my favorite Shark is James Reimer. That is correct. 100% my favorite Shark is James Reimer. Uh, oh, my man. favorite Leaf. Ooh, my favorite Leaf. You know what's crazy? I just realized something. Mm. We all have one player who's played for all three of our favorite teams. Do we? Jumbo Joe. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I thought you meant current. I'm like, who the fuck? Is oh, no, 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 no. Play for the Bruins, but yeah. I mean, Patrick Marlowe, come to the Bruins. We'll get two. 
<laughs> get one more game. <laughs> God, my favorite leaf. I do ironically own two John Tavares jerseys. But they're both two? Islanders jerseys. Oh. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean Tavares Simmons. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go for John Tavares. Like, are we talking like history or like just like current? I active? think current is what he meant. Okay. So um, your favorite current Boston Bruin, and why is it Brad Marchand? Uh, honestly, it, it he's still that one player you'd want to have on your team. You'd hate for him to be on our team, but you want him on your team. Like him and like Tom Wilson are in that same boat. True. Um, I was gonna say. I've been looking at a lot of highlights and a lot of plays. Is it weird to say AJ Greer? Not because he was in your chat, but like <laughs> I've just been watching like the way he plays and like his style and the whole him grow him like taking that unconditional route to the NHL. And honestly, big fan. I'm a big fan of the the working the working man, the working class uh NHLer who like builds their way up. Mm. Yeah. No, AJ is a good guy. Yeah. Talk about one of the lone reasons I might play NHL is to get into an EASHL group with current Boston Bruin, AJ Greer, who I uh, mm -hmm. played a couple versus games with a couple years ago when he was on the Colorado Eagles. So Yeah. Did he win dude. the Kelly Cup with them or was that like before or I after? I don't know. <laughs> my my um, paying attention to the AHL cuts off pretty much once the Portland Pirates were relocated. Oh, uh, so that was probably when they moved from the... So he's probably on that roster. Let me check. Because they got promoted from the... It was weird. They got promoted from the ECHL to the AHL because they were that good. I feel like there were a couple of teams that came up from the from the E up to the A. Uh, um, because there was... The AHL has changed a lot in the past decade, so... Yeah. Um. Regardless, though, it kind of brings us to our, our second question, which uh, is from Steel Devil. We'll have a third one, but I moved it to later on in the show. Uh, Steel Devil, your favorite obscure hockey moment that only you will actually remember. Um, and, you know, just the term obscure hockey moment. Just. It doesn't have to be like defined moment, right? I mean, yeah. talking about the AHL, like there was it's not something only I'd remember, but it's something very few people would remember was I went to uh a lovely game between the Portland Pirates and the, at the time, Worcester Sharks. And uh, there was a shitload of penalty minutes. And I was sitting uh, right next to the visitor's penalty box for that game. And... Uh, How old were you? 18, 19. Okay. <coughs> and, like a child. Um, yeah, we had, um, we had fun chirping people, me and my friends, who um, weren't happy. There you go. My favorite obscure moment is go. pushing the limit to nearly rightfully getting our our asses kicked. <laughs> but you know, God, how bad was the chirping? Holy, I wasn't that bad. It was just more annoying than like offensive or anything like that. Oh man! To, to define annoying, we went to a Pirates game one time. They played the Providence Bruins. I had worn a Bruins jersey to that game. Portland won, which was good. Loved going to Portland and Providence games because like, I don't really care who wins or loses because it's like, yeah, hey, whatever. They're my two favorite teams. And um, we must have been 17 or 18. 
and one of my friends brought the uh, the sound of South Africa in 2010, the Vuvuzela, <laughs> to the game. <laughs> so after that's, the game, that's the Vuvuzela. Holy shit! <laughs> after the game, we're in the concourse, and the pirates mascot walks up to me and my Bruins jersey and uh, starts kind of taunting over the fact that, you know, there was a victory for Portland. What the mascot did not see, for the record, uh, there were two mascots for the Portland Pirates. There was a parrot named Crackers and Salty Pete, the Pirates. And we're talking about old Salty Pete. What he did not see was my friend's Vuvuzela. As my friend snuck up behind him and blew the horn. And greatest moment. Not only did the person jump, but they slowly lifted their head in pure anger. Not like the head of the mascot, but like you could tell like they their head was down and they raised their head just enough. It's it's a moment in time. It's magical that the lighting allowed me to see their eyes through the mesh of the mask. (laughs) And I saw pure unbridled rage where I could tell this person was trying to decide whether or not it was worth to have to go to prison for an assault of a potential minor. I think, again, we were 17 at the time. In fairness, I don't think he would have been found guilty. It would have been justified. But just getting to see, I can see his face when I just look off into the distance now of getting just the clear look at this guy's blue eyes of oh, am am I at my breaking point? How am I going to handle this? Your friend probably had the biggest shit eating grit on too. He was like, he just looks at him like, like that. He's like, <laughs> Salty Pete turned around patted my friend on the shoulder and walked away. And to Salty Pete, wherever you are now, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your friend was about to get Salty Beat. Jesus Christ. Holy oh my God, that's shit. crazy. That is my favorite obscure hockey moment. <laughs> that is something else. Mm. Oh my God. Dumb kids, man. Dumb kids. I'm trying to figure out what's my like hockey moment. Um, I remember when, like, uh, this is, like, really 2008, 2009, when, like, uh, Luongo was with, not 2009, probably, like, 11, 12, 13, or whatever. Luongo was just going to play with uh, the Panthers. And he got hurt. I think it was Al Montoya also got hurt. So then fucking 50-year-old Rob Tallis, like, the goalie coach at the time, is like fully kitted up, ready to go back, you're ready to go into the game. And then like Luongo's like, no, no, don't want this is an embarrassment. I'm gonna go back in. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. Uh there's probably another thing I remember, but I haven't really had any anything obscure. Um That's fair. Well, That's I mean I did have that hockey fight, but we talked about that like yeah last week. So something like that, yeah. Yeah, the hockey yeah. fight at the rink. Yeah. Come on, bro, God. let's go. And he just fucking Swag walks and slaps him in the fucking head. <laughs> right on the temple. Just go full Conor McGregor into the octagon arm swing. Pretty much, it was it was something else. Oh my god! 
<laughs> I still can't get over. Like, <laughs> it was like my buddy was filling up water bottles, right? Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> I keep bringing it up. And he comes out and he's like, he's got like three bottles of water, like filled up. And then like the buddy, I didn't say this, but the buddy asks him like, hey, yo, top me up. He puts the water in and then he goes into the fight. And he keeps going. <sighs> it's so stupid. It was mm-hmm. like D-League hockey. It wasn't even like, it's not even like good. It's like hockey, but it's not like good hockey. Mm. Like, I'm not going to sit on a high horse and say, I play A-level beer league beer league but like you do guys that we play with are like coming like off of like u sports kind of Mm. yeah oh god so again those are our first two questions we'll get to our third one here in a little bit before that though want to recap some of the things that happened game wise over the past couple days since our last show mainly because thursday night the night of our last show the boston bruins beat the anaheim ducks two to one in the shootout because linus allmark is a hero yeah. And the Bruins, uh, the Bruins, number one, I, I am very happy with how well he has played, given that you're like, well, he's coming from Buffalo. Just how good will he be? But no, he's lived up to the hype so far. And in terms of like a, uh, a Tuka Rask, like who possibly takes the reins from Tuka Rask? He's, he's doing pretty well for himself so far. Not the only time we'll talk about Bruins goaltending. Uh, Montreal. Beat Arizona 6-2 last Thursday. Cole Caulfield scored his fourth. Uri Shlavkovsky scored his first NHL goal. But the highlight of this game, Endo, I'm sure you saw the fight. Arbor Jack Eye just feeding Zach Cassie in his lunch. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> this is the type of player that the Habs needed. You know, odds are they're going to be bad this year. But to get a kid like this into the lineup, that can just you know, provide those those sparks of joy by punching people in the mouth. That's what they needed. That's what they needed. Yeah. So the best part about, like, the whole Arbor Jack I thing isn't the fact that everyone's going off of the whole, like, he used to work at Costco, and now he's, like, serving up samples of his hands. It, it, the whole narrative behind Jack Eye, as, as if the guy's never played hockey before in his life, he went a point per game in the playoffs uh, this year in the OHL mm-hmm. uh, and was basically a point per game when he was with Hamilton. He's been invited several times beforehand to go to different camps with the Montreal Canadiens. So it's not as if people didn't have eyes on him entirely. Right. But just everyone's like, yeah, Costco throwing hands like the dude was like 19. You don't make a mm-hmm. lot of money when you play in the OHL. So you're going right. to have to find like a part time job. And mm-hmm. it just so happened that Costco was hiring and he hired him. Like, I just. Don't you think it's kind of weird how they're really fixated on the whole Costco thing? Yeah, because it undermines the fact that, like you said, he played in, in junior. But yeah, and he was voted all team. Uh, what was it? Let me let me pull up his fucking. You can continue while I pull it up. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it is that idea of people just being like, he's he's the every man. And it's like, well, no, not really. Right. Like this isn't a David Ayers Zamboni driver thing. This isn't an e-bug who's an accountant you know stepping up and and doing what you know has been done in the nhl it's like no this is a prospect this is a like you said a kid who was working a job yeah unbelievable you know yeah so uh last year in his awards for the 
<laughs> I'll save this little, uh, the third one for the last, but for last year's awards, just for himself, were uh, the CHL Memorial Cup All-Star Team nomination. He was nominated for the OHL third All-Star Team, which is pretty good as an overager. Uh, he won the OHL Championship with Hamilton Bulldogs, and he was the OHL's most penalized player with 138 penalties. He was famous when he was playing with the Kitchener Rangers. Uh, I believe it was Kitchener. Uh, yes, for knocking someone out and then doing the, the sleep thing, which got him a suspension for, I think it was like 10 games. We talked mm-hmm. about it on the podcast at length, I think. Yeah, and I was, like, how do, I was like, how the fuck do you pronounce his name? It's just like Jikai. And then like, uh, Sim was like, yeah, it's Jackai. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Every Habs fan sense just waiting yeah. for someone to mispronounce his name so that they can bring it up. It's the best. It's Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. The Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Dallas Stars 32 in overtime on Thursday. Nick Robertson with two goals, including, I believe, the uh, overtime winner. And uh, needless to say, Leafs fans hyped up about Nick Robertson. Nick Robertson. And the battle defenseman? of the Robertsons. Yeah, Nick Robertson's a defenseman, apparently, because he, he made a great play. One thing about Robertson. See, everyone uh, said Steve Dangle was wrong. He's not. You know, when Steve called him a defenseman three years ago, he was just predicting the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his two-way game has been massively improved before. I think that was the one thing that held him back. And then, you know, like his knee injury, that's another thing that kind of held him back because you can't really skate without your knees. I mean, I tried. Uh, I was on the IR for like a, like a month. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, his, his two-way games are a lot better. Defensively, he's a lot more sound. You can go talk to Jay Fresh and figure out his like analytics platform and everything. But so far, he's taken that chance, his opportunity, and he's taken it. Palm sweaty, knees weak, arms spaghetti. Um, another thing too is I saw a post about the Toronto Maple Leafs and how like Sam Sonov is like, yeah, he's becoming the starter. It's like he's just making the good of a bad situation. Sam Sonov is essentially had to like figure out if he was going to be not if he was going to be a good goalie or not but like he was like with the caps he was like second he was he was like the backup goalie there but even then he was kind of like a third string and for him to get the roles uh with the leafs it's it's good to see but i want to see longevity and see how he does it over an entire season because leafs fans are flippity floppity we lost I two mean- games and they're like oh we we deserve to be like I think the Leaf mentality is if you aren't in first place, you are not good enough. And right now they're like mm. in third in the entire league while being 6-2-0. Yeah, I mean, you know, Samsonov specifically 4-0 on the year with a 9.38 save percentage. Yeah. Good start. Is it sustainable is the yeah. question. And uh, I hope for his sake it is because otherwise, yeah, people are going to be... Rather harsh, aren't they? Very. Rather harsh. Um, worth noting as well, Tyler Sagan got a second of the season in that game. Uh, word came out today that Sagan was considering retiring back in January of 2021 because of injuries. So nice to see that he is uh, obviously back closer to 100%. There was a lot of talk when he came back and was clearly still injured. And it's just like, okay, what are you, what are you necessarily doing? He's been off to a good start. The Stars in general have been off to a... Very, very good start this season. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just took their owner uh, calling out Sagan and Ben for the 12th time for it to finally kind of kick in. And uh, now everything's looking good for Dallas. There you go. Uh, God, Columbus beat Nashville 5-3. Johnny Goodrow had a two-goal game. 
third and fourth of the year. So, I mean, he's fitting in well. The Blue Jackets have bounced back, I believe, after starting the season 0-3. The Sharks, much to Sin's chagrin, picked up their first win of the season, 3-2, in overtime over the Rangers. Eric Carlson scored. That's like five points in six games so far this year, Eric Carlson. And indeed, again, the Sharks' first win of the year. Turns out they were not the final team to get their first win. We'll talk about that later, because there's one team that still hasn't won. Because, of course. Oh, yeah, that's that's a big section coming up at the end. It has to be. Oh, oh yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a mess. That just yep. entirely it's a mess. Uh, Sens beat the Caps. Drake Batherson had a two-goal game. He's got three in the air. Alex Dabrinkit scored his first for the Sens. It honestly took him a little bit longer to get that first goal. I'm sure some Hawks fans are already just like, ha-ha, how good is he without Patrick Kane? Ha-ha. And it's like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. It's early on. It's early on. Uh, the Devils beat the Islanders 4-1. Jack Hughes finally got his first of the year. Andre Palat, uh, second and third of the season. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood uh, was named one of the three stars of the week by the NHL. 3-0-0. Over the past week, the Devils bouncing back again after a rough start. This is going to be a theme as to, hey, let's calm the hell down and not overreact to the first three, four, five, six games of a season. It's early. Brings us to the Wild beating the Canucks. <laughs> uh, Zuccarello had a two-goal game. Kaprizov scored his fourth of the season already for the OT winner. Uh, but Horvat also has four on the year after that game. Uh, the Wild still towards the bottom of the standings, and the other team, uh, well, you, you, you've gotten the hint already. You've gotten the hint. Um, worth noting, too, Oilers over the Canes in an 06 Cup Final rematch. McDavid's fifth of the year, but Andrei Svechnikov, the inferior Svechnikov, with a hat trick, six goals on the year at that point in that game alone. Might, uh, I don't think I ever called Andrei Svechnikov terrible, but he might, he might be living up to that hype a little bit more. The guys, you know, should hit 30 goals in his sleep this year. Yep. Sabres beat the Flames 6-3. to Alex Tuck with the hat trick, five goals on the year. I don't know why he wasn't named captain. I get Oak Pozo, but he seems to be the heart and soul of that team, although you could argue it's Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, who scored his fourth of the year in this game. He was also named one of the NHL stars of the week uh, with three goals, two assists in three games played. Uh, has also scored, at least up to that point, in five straight games. Um, I cannot go a day, basically, without having a Sabres fan. Just be like, have you seen, have you seen what Rasmus Dahlin's doing? A uh, friend of the show, the big schnoz of Twitch fame, uh, constantly sending me Rasmus Dahlin gifts on Discord. He just can't help himself. But, you know, I will say it's nice to see Sabres fans actually excited and not downtrodden because what was it last year that they're like, oh, cool. We had an alumni, uh, an alumni type of deal, like a, a pregame presentation. And we had like knockoff Chinese jerseys and someone's name was spelled incorrectly on the back of the jersey. That was only like a year ago, too. I forget whose name was spelled wrong on the back of the jersey but wait wait that... wait 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 hold on wait mm. when was this i can believe blacked out for a second for a second sorry about that this this was a year ago maybe maybe two um let's see sabers alumni misspelled jersey it's an autofill 
Uh, Sabres alum Robitaille on his name being misspelled. Oh, uh, no. This appears to be from Mar. Okay, so it's two years ago, March 9th of 2020. Okay. Uh, if you went to Sabres 90s night, you might have noticed some former players were wearing jerseys, but their names mis- with their names misspelled. Mike Robitaille and Dave Andrichuk were two of them. Oh God! Jeez. And now instead they get to be hyped about Rasmus Dahlin and some other some other things. It's pretty nice. I'll give them that. I mean, it's uh, not the first time they've misspelled a jersey name because I think when they were with the Bruins, they misspelled Leonard when Robert Leonard was with the Bruins with the with the, with the Sabers. I think I it was mean, there, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, final thing for Thursday nights over the Jets. Two goals for Jack Eichel. So see both the Sabers. And Jack Eichel both having nice things at the moment. Um, who would have guessed that that split would work out as well as it has for both sides? I mean, I guess you could say it didn't work out too well for Vegas. They didn't make the playoffs last year, but give it time. Give it time. Friday. Oh, it was um, it was his Masterson trophy that was misspelled. Spell a name for a trophy. I mean, they also misspelled and then the Blackhawks also misspelled flurry. On their jerseys, that from a while ago. Mm. Uh, yeah, F L U flu flurry. Mm. <laughs> spelled it. Yeah, F L U E R Y. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Continue on. Yeah, Friday. Only wanted to talk about one of the games that happened. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about everything. Uh, but the Lightning beat the Panthers three two in overtime. Steven Stamkos got his seventh of the season in terms of goals already. He has been unbelievable. Uh, and Braden Point had two goals, but. It led to the um, to the graphic that was brought up about Steven Stamkos leading the 2008 NHL draft class in points by a large margin, by the way. Number one is Steven Stamkos at the time of this graphic being posted and, and still to this to this point here. It, it's a little bit updated, but Steven Stamkos leads the way in that 08 draft class as the first overall pick with 981 points. In second is Eric Carlson with 666. Jordan Everly third with 599 points. John Carlson with 598. And then Drew Doughty with 570. Three of the top five scorers from that OA draft class are defensemen. That's the surprise to me. Not that Steven Stamkos is amazing. We knew that. And it's a shame he's missed the time that he has due to injury in his career. Jordan Everly, rather underrated, about to hit 600 career points. But it's kind of surprising because in general, let's see here, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, you have fought half, half of the top ten in terms of points from that draft class are defensemen. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's got to be rather uncommon. Uh, the rest of it is uh, Josh Bailey at six. Then you got Yossi, Petrangelo, and then Derek Stepan and Cam Atkinson to round it out. But just think about that. That 08 draft class, Carlson, Carlson, Dowdy, Yossi, Petrangelo. That's a fucking dynamite defensive class. Not to mention outside the top 10, Jared Spurgeon, Tyler Myers, TJ Brody, uh, the legend known as Jake Gardner. That was a damn good draft class for defensemen. So it's funny because I saw Mm -hmm. that graphic. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Steven Stamkos is great. And then you start to look up that class. It's like, holy shit, the defensemen. (laughs) Yeah. That was a pretty good year, just in general. I think that's an underrated draft class. I mean, you know, you look back at the top of the draft, and it's a little bit weird, right? Like, you had 
Zach Bogosian, third overall. That was the year Luke Shen went fifth to the Leafs. Um, Nikita Filatov, Colin Wilson were six and seven. Cody Hodgson was 10th. Mm-hmm. Kyle Beach at 11. Um, Colton Tubert went 13th that year. Zach Boychuk, 14th. The Bruins took Joel Colborn. <laughs> like that first round, you look at that and it's like, boy, that was a pretty shit draft. But mm-hmm. then you look at the uh, the picks later on in those later rounds, and you're like, oh, okay, it actually it actually rebounded, it rebounded pretty well. I mean, it's crazy enough. Like, you know, Yossi was second round. Stepan Atkinson went one fifty seven. Like, you're not going to see too many first round picks when you sort that draft class by outright points. So, like I said, I don't know how much of a, I don't know how much of like a a rarity that is for defensemen to be that high up on a, a scoring list for a particular draft class, but thought it was interesting at the very least. Saturday, the Bruins beat the Minnesota Wild. Four to three in overtime. Um, Nick Felino. Now look, AJ Greer, by the way, um, they scratched my boy. That can't happen. The problem is, um, you got you got people like Nick Felino who are actually stepping up a little bit. Uh, he scored his third goal of the season already in this game. Look, I'm not going to complain if Nick Felino's not cooked because it looked like he was going to be. Uh, Nick Felino, Endo, can you um, guess what Nick Felino's goal total was from last season? Um, 64 games played. 15 goals. Close. Two. <laughs> 64 games played, two goals, 11 assists. His shooting percentage, hilariously enough, was 2% on the dot. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Meaning if he took 100 shots last year, two of them went in. <laughs> So far this season, again, last year, two goals in 64 games. He has three goals in six so far this year. What's the shooting percentage? Hockey's a weird sport, man. Hockey's a very weird sport. I hope that Nick Foligno at 34 years old is finding that kind of resurgence. He's actually going to turn 25 in a week, or uh, 35 in a week, excuse me. Mm -hmm. I was going to say today's the uh, 24th. Birthday's on October 31st, so... Here's hoping for the Nick Felino turnaround. David Posternock still crushing it too. He's gonna get paid so much fucking money. Remember how we talked about on Thursday that the cap might be going up by like four million? Yeah, we better yep. hope so. As Bruins fans, um the cap actually does go up because oh my god, all that money's going straight to him. Uh the Blues beat the Oilers, shut him out two nothing. Bennington with the shutout. Blues are three and zero to start the season. Uh only played three games, which is very weird. I was meaning to ask Blues fans why their schedule is so fucking ridiculous, but they're 3-0 so far. Damn good start for St. Louis. Uh, Sens beat the Coyotes. Shout out to Shane Pinto. Four goals on the year at that point. Josh Norris finally got his first. Brady Kachuk with his third and fourth uh, led Brady to being named the other th- uh, of the three stars of the week with seven points in three games over last week. So he has been very, very good. Leafs beat the Jets. My favorite Leaf, John Tavares, with the second and third of the season. 
Oh, I was gonna I was gonna play a clip real quick. Just the just the Pinto. Shane Pinto Bean! Pinto Bean! Pinto Bean! Pinto Bean! Pinto Bean! Pinto Bean! I think you can hear yourself get up out of the chair. You know it's funny? People think I got out of the chair. I just spun around. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It just sounds like it. It does sound like you just like got up out of the room and just started parading around your office. I think that's the best part about it, too. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, Stars beat the Habs 5-2. Joe Pavelski with a hat trick. He's got four goals on the year. Stars, like I said, doing well. 4-0-1 to start the year. Uh, for the Habs, only real positive was that Arbor Jacki got his first NHL goal. Yay. We're going to be talking about him all goddamn season long, aren't we? Like all season long. It's going to be all Arbor all the time. When talking about the Habs, um, the lumberman beat the Preds, the woodworker, car, yeah, he brings his lunch pail to work. He doesn't even bring a lunch box. He just brings a bucket and devours his food like he devours his prey. <laughs> Arbor Jack Eye, baby, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> Flyers beat the Preds to start there or to continue their hot start to the year. Mark Borowiecki, they'll get injured in that game. Stretch it out. Best wishes to him. We never like to see that. Sabres beat the Canucks 5-1. Darlene's fifth. Tucks sixth. Olafson with two goals. The Sabres are 4-1-0 to start the year. And we'll talk about Vancouver in a second. Yeah. That's... that's Vancouver is just... Oof. We'll talk about him. Save it. We'll talk about him. Uh, Avs beat the Golden Knights um, to the guy that said my rosters suck because I had Valeri Nachushkin as a 90 overall. He already has six goals on the year. Suck my entire dick. Um, great <laughs> offensive player and an elite defensive player as well. Valeri Nachushkin, just because you don't think he has star power in his name doesn't mean that he's not actually a star. Suck a fat one. And you're right that he's not a star. He's on the avalanche. Uh, and the final thing that I want to know from Saturday. Flames beat the Canes. Uh, Dan Vladar gets a new contract in Calgary. Two years, $2.2 million starting next year, which is a decent deal for him. Um, you know, hoping he does well. That said, the Bruins did do the right thing in letting him go instead of running with Swayman and Vladar. I think that would have aged pretty poorly. Bringing in Allmark was the right decision. So I'm, uh, I'm good with where the Bruins goaltending is right now, but still rooting for one Darth Vladar. Because, come on, former Bruin, gotta, gotta cheer him on. Exactly. Couple quick notes about Sunday, then we'll get to the uh, the big talking point here. Uh, Chicago beat Seattle on Sunday night. They're three two and zero to start the year, so good for Chicago. You're not complete trash, just mostly. Um, the Red Wings spanked the Ducks five to one. Anaheim are one four and one to start the year. Ouch. Yeah. is my best way to describe that. You know, they did very well at the start of last season and then fell off. And now this year, they're just trashed to start the year. Let's do my uh, 90 overall in NHL 23. John Gibson save percentage update brought to you by Geico. Um, where Gibson through five games is actually up to an 893. Crushing it. Way to go. I Absolutely picked crushing. the worst goalies for my friend for my fantasy. <laughs> oh God, is he on your fantasy team? Take a wild guess at who my three goalies are. Ooh. 
Okay. Okay, hold on. I, I could have fun with this. Your three goalies. Three goalies yep. that are really struggling. Oh, man, that's... um. God. I'm trying to think of basically who the bad teams are. Demko? Yep. Yep, Demko's up there. And, God, who else is at the bottom of the stand? Flurry? No. Not Flurry. You didn't. You wouldn't have taken an Arizona goalie. No comment. You took. Did you take Vamelka? Yeah, I took Butch Vamelka. I have a great team on offense. I will go through this right now. I will tell you what my team is. All right. So, so you'll see how fucking stupid my lineup is. All mm-hmm. right. Hold on. Let me go. So I have Nazem Kadri. Bo Horvat, Andrew Mangiapane, Michael Bunting, Matt Duchesne, Drake Batherson, Kale McCarr, uh, Miro Heskinen, um, all Owen Power, Mark Giordano, Anze Kopitar, Johnny Goudreau, Ryan Hartman, and Gabriel Landeskog. Mm-hmm. And my three fucking goalies are Vegmelka, Tim and Gibson. <laughs> Three, the three starting goalies on currently the three worst teams in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. The rest of that lineup should honestly win you your fantasy league. It and will. then you have all three of those goalies just tragic. In my first week, uh, out of a possible 288, I had 284. Mm-hmm. And then my, my buddy... Uh, no, I was predicting at 288 and I got 284. And then um, Steel Devil, who is also in this league, this is Deke's Fantasy League, and uh, um, one Deke Slayer. Uh, his projected was 323 and a 365. <laughs> what the fuck? He had Bergeron, Trocek, Kempe, Huberto, Tuck, Lafreniere, Morrissey, Barry, Hedman, Slavin, uh, Mark Shrem, Georgiev. And then he had on his bench Lekanen, Taze, Brat, Wilson, Line. Soros and Norris. He had Soros. That, that saved his life. Yeah, Soros like, would do that to you. One you know, good goalie funny. is all it takes. He was the right Toronto before Maple me. Leaf Soros. Story. He picked Soros right before me, and I'm so pissed at him. I'm going to fight him. It's a rough scene. Yeah. Real rough scene. Anyway, the Ducks. Terrible. Fuck so you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, Panthers beat the Islanders. Only really notable for the Islanders. I mean, Anders Lee scored his third and fourth of the year. The Islanders are off to a pretty slow start again. Uh, yep. But Eric Stahl is back in the NHL. He signed with the Florida Panthers one year league men. We kind of, you know, Sin mentioned it on the prior show about like, oh, Florida, what did you do? Kind of had a rough season, rough off yeah. season. And yeah, you are. I mean, shit, you got you got Mark. You got Eric. See what it would take to get Jordan from Carolina. Jared out of retirement. And uh, it's Stahl good. You know what's funny about Jared Stahl? Um, like, obviously he he's retired. Uh, I don't think so. I can check his player uh, profile. Hold on. Pretty Team sure he's coaching profile. with like, the Chicago Wolves or something like that. He's with the Charlotte Checkers of the, <laughs> of the AHL. So he's with Carolina. In their system. Um, I think for a while, uh, let me figure this out here. So it was player, team staff. Yeah, for a good period of time between 2017 and 
2016-17 and the 18-19 uh, season, he was doing just, like, lawn care stuff. Like, with his family business. Like, just dropped hockey. He was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Oh, I got a coaching job with the, uh, what is it? I think it was, like, the U15, uh, Edmonton U15 prep. And then 2019, he got a job with the um, the Solar Bears of Orlando, formerly of Toronto Maple Leaf uh, Association. Now they're mm. with Florida, I think. Yeah, something like that. I don't think so. Oh, let me double check this. The moral of the story is good for Jared Stahl. Yes. <laughs> good for Jared. Uh, and good for Eric, honestly. You know, it was looking like he was lining up for a rather like unceremonious end of his career where it's just like, yeah, he just kind of fizzled out and that was it. You know, probably sign a one day contract with the Canes to retire as a Cane and maybe get his, I mean, probably get his, his number retired by that organization. And then that's it. But he's got one more shot at the very least with the Panthers. So happy for him. Still very, very much wondering what the Florida Panthers game plan is if they even have one because I don't know if they do I really don't so. also correction the Orlando Solar Bears are associated with the Tampa Bay Lightning the Florida mm. Everglades are associated with the um, Florida Panthers my bad makes sense yes. uh, last game to talk about before we get to our final two little talking points here uh, the Sharks beat the Flyers 3-0. James Reimer with the shutout, baby. Sharks second win of the year. James Reimer. Norris winner in 2022-2023. Book it. I'm all aboard the James Reimer bandwagon. I never left. I never left. But I'm all aboard it now. You can thank Steve Dangle for that and from you watching LFRs for the past 12 years now. <laughs> So we've alluded towards the Canucks pretty much all show. Let's get into it. All right, uh, third question comes from who else would have been Endo? It's oh my AJ. fucking god! What is the fix for the Canucks at this point? I thought now, I was going to bother you about Kuzmenko again. Yeah, right. Well, he got an eighty from me, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. With that loss to the Sabers, they fell to zero four and two to start the year. A jersey was thrown on the ice. They are, which you're familiar with that. Um, <laughs> they are. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> One day without leaf slander, never gonna happen. Never, never. absolutely never. <laughs> um, you know they are officially now the last team in the NHL without a win. Quinn Hughes is out week to week with a lower body injury. The word has come out as well. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux was quoted in saying this: "I don't get how a team that hasn't won a game." and you have a good second period, can come out in the third period and play with very little effort. I'm seeing what you're seeing. So even Bruce Boudreaux, as the head coach of this team, who's one win away from his 600th win as a coach, is like, ah, oh, fucking no. Just, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. You have Bo Horvat mention this. It's been a lot of years in the rebuild stage. At this point in the season, it just feels like it's never going to happen with us getting our first win, like we're never going to win again. The captain of your team, Six games into a season is saying it feels like we're never going to win again. Acknowledge like the jersey being thrown on the ice and how it sucks. 
And in general, it came out like, oh, the organization was instead aiming for a retool on the fly, building around a core of Pedersen, Miller, Hughes, and Demko. So, you know, the Canucks never used the word rebuild. You have Bo Horvat openly using the word rebuild. The fans felt like they were in rebuild mode. And now the fans finally feel like, okay, shit, we're turning it around. And now you're at this point where they're 0-4-2. Fans are throwing jerseys on the ice. Quinn Hughes is injured. The captain's like, ah, it just feels like we're never going to win six games into a year. I, like, I get it, man. Six losses in a row to start a year is pretty fucking rough. But, like, the... You talk about, like, the nihilism for me regarding NHL 23. Like, the doomerism from everything Canucks right now is insane to me. It's six games. It is. But I don't know if it's just in general a Canadian thing where everyone feels like the fucking sky is falling if they're not. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's like the Leafs. If they're not in first place, the sky's falling. Yeah. Like, it's six games into the year. You have two points from the overtime losses. Like, yeah, it's a bad start to the year. It doesn't mean you're screwed. Mm -hmm. Like, if we look at point percentage right now, I mean, do you think Minnesota wanted one win in their first five games? No. Should they panic yet? No. Same as, like, Nashville. Edmonton, by the way, off of points percentage, is currently 25th in the league. Are we ready to trade Connor McDavid? I don't know. Maybe some people from the Oilers side of things are. Who the fuck knows? I just, like, I get it, but I don't get it in terms of the the panic within the team. You know? I just don't get it. Like, it'll sort itself out, or they're gonna be bad again. And... If you're bad again this year, I get that that kind of sucks. But it's also not a terrible year to underperform and end up with a lottery pick. So what's the problem? Either you're going to be fine and they'll turn it around like they probably should, whether it be with a coaching change or whatever. Or they're going to have a Connor Bedard sweepstakes opportunity. So what's the problem? Either way, they're going to be okay. Am I am I reading the room incorrectly here? No, they're going to be okay. I just saw a picture of BBG who uh after re- apparently he raged uh, from NHL and he put a hole through his table. <laughs> That's so much like I think about like the situation with the um Canucks. Oh shit. <laughs> Just you saw it too <laughs> okay so to, for people fuck. on the podcast uh we were watching this you, you like, if you're listening on spotify right now or any other our audio listening stuff you need to go to the youtube and go to this time step right now probably about, like a minute and 10 minutes in bbg uh the tweet says this damn game man and like there's like he's it's like a hole straight down through his table and like you see like the crumbs the shoes the plastic bag the oh my like, he god he had to have like dual-handed hulk smashed it right that's just strength 
BPG be fucking lit? Gym more. Yeah, that's why he's going to the gym. <laughs> so he can go smash down on the table, chat. I smash on the table. Ah, <laughs> oh, BBG. I'm s you completely derailed this whole thing about the the Canucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no, AJ. No, it's fine for not talking because I have yeah. nothing to add about the Canucks other than it's yeah. six games. Let's calm it's the fuck six. down. Same thing happened to the Leafs when uh goaltending situation was terrible and just everything just fell apart. Then they went on to have one of the best regular seasons in franchise history. Like That's how soon people forget. Endo, do you remember what happened in 2019? Uh the pandemic? No, that was 2020. It started in 2019 though. Uh, technically, but we didn't give a fuck about it until 2020. Yeah. Hockey-wise, do you remember what happened in 2019? Um, Don Tavares hit the post, and then uh, we hit the ball in the post uh, in the raffle ball, and then we didn't get Lafreniere. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Corwin, <laughs> thank you for that, for putting it in my fucking brain. Thank you. <laughs> not Also, not exactly what I was alluding towards. In 2019... The Boston Bruins did not win the Stanley Cup, despite making it to the final and having a Game 7 in their home building. Who was that, who was that series against? Wait, sorry. Can you repeat that again? I was, look, I was laughing at your comment on BBG's thing. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. 2019, the Boston yep. Bruins played in the Stanley Cup final, lost a Game 7 on home ice. Who did they play in that series? Gloria. Gloria. I got your number. Do you remember the 21st night of September? No, do yes. you remember about the 21st night of January 2019? Oh, I the get it. St. Louis Blues were in dead last in January of 2019. And they won the fucking Stanley Cup. And I'm no offense to AJ or anybody else. I'm being asked like, oh, what do the what do the Canucks have to do to fix this? It's it's the worst. We're gonna our fans are throwing jerseys on you are six games in. Six. Calm down for a minute. Six games. The St. Louis Blues were dead last and won the cup. The Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series. There was a point where it didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs. They absolutely sucked for like the last 15 games of the regular season. They turned it on, made the playoffs. They're going to the World Series now. Six games, dog. Six games. Canucks mm -hmm. fans, fuck off. With this doomerism nonsense of, oh my god, b -b 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 like... The LA Kings in 2012, 8th seed, won the Stanley Cup. You know what this is? You know what this reminds this happens, me of? Go ahead, but this happens in every sport. Yep. But especially in hockey, it's happened numerous times. And for some reason, I, I don't know, maybe it's like us with NHL 23, people just like to complain, we just like to complain. Maybe that's what it is. So you're a homeowner, correct? Yes, shockingly. Okay. Um, when you have a leaky faucet, what do you do with the leaky faucet? Call someone you... who knows how to fix it. <laughs> okay, as I was gonna say, do you A, 
replace the leaky, uh, fix the leaky faucet, B, replace the entire faucet, or C, replace the entire plumbing system because this leaky say, faucet is the issue. Or move D, move houses. Tear it down. <laughs> it's like I sell my house and give up. When you have a spider in your house, do you burn, a, bur burn down the house? <laughs> <laughs> Well, this home's ruined. On to the next one. <laughs> oh man, that's that's basically the end. It's the only response that I have. Like, if you have a leaky faucet, do you remove the faucet, remove the entire plumbing system, or do you move house? Hmm. That's that's it. That's that's Canadian hockey in general. You, yeah. I think it's because Canadians are starved so much of not having any playoff success, and then having the Habs, you know go to the final and then party as if it's 1999 after winning a single game. It's like, Oh shit. We want that over here too. Why is our team bad after being so good? Oh, it's six games in. That's why I've always said the first 10, 15 games of the season to me, they don't matter. They don't matter at all because you can go off to a hot start or a cold start, but it's all about that middle where you really gain traction and start to separate from the pack. It's great that some teams are still like undefeated right now. Uh, but th it's all about longevity. That's the thing. You could be a hot goaltender right now, but if you aren't doing good in the middle of the season when those points really, really matter the most to separate yourself from the other teams, there's there's nothing you can really do. They have two points right now. There's not a single team in the league who does not have a single point. That's good. That's decent. If they didn't have a single point, it'd be more questionable, like, holy shit, like, what's going on over there? But the fact that they still go to overtime is still something. Granted, they've blown like all their leads, but they're they're still getting a point out of the situation. Hmm. So we had another talking point that I think we could skip over at this point because we can't possibly top the idea of burning down a house because of a spider or BBG Hulk smashing his desk. Um, I think we <laughs> we've peaked, and that, that's a great part of podcasting. Know when to leave on a high note. So we will call it a show for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed that 20 plus minutes of NHL 23 whinging and um, live reaction to a streamer Hulk smashing his desk over NHL oh my 23. God. Like, I love BBG. He's a great guy, but just he does it to himself, man. Like, he does it to himself. Why do I get to make fun of, Chet? Why do I get to make fun of? Because I just. You just <laughs> hold on hold on oh, i got i got one right here at least the fork is gone <laughs> and now uh, what do you got going on until our next show on thursday i'm gonna try and do some nhl 20 be a pro i have everything set up i have a command that literally responds to why are you playing nhl 20 like verbatim and it just says, yeah, because 23 is in a current state of Daugwaltar. It is bad, chat. It's bad. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Someone said, took a bite out of his desk. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got going on? Actually, are we going to start the, the thing this week? Are you familiar um, with what I'm talking about? The thing? You know, we might, honestly, just for the, uh, because the other thing I was thinking of doing franchise-wise, the, the games killed my desire to do it, but 
yeah. there might be another game that we've uh, talked about in regards to the thing. And uh, depending on the bra's availability, good things might be happening. Yeah, so that's about the end of the podcast for you guys. Thank you guys for watching so much, and we appreciate it. Uh, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash endomills or Twitter, endomills, everywhere endomills. Uh, actually, YouTube's rolling out a new thing uh, where now everyone's getting personalized URLs, which is pretty cool. Mm. Uh, follow me on YouTube uh, at endomills. I'm posting up more YouTube content, probably not NHL related. Uh, I'm doing pretty, I'm actually doing pretty well over there. Like, I'm surprised. Hey. Like, my videos are getting, like, 200 views, and I have, like, maybe, like, 80 followers, 80 subscribers, which is pretty decent. Subscribe to Endomills. Yeah. Follow me everywhere at Toogie24. Big Brother's watching. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, on the clock, where the party never stops. Hey, also, don't forget to check out Sin. He may not be here, but he's here with us in spirit. Sin for the Win Productions. Sin, FTW, Prod, or Paul Sinders on Spotify. Absolute bangers. I've never done an outro like this before. I might do it more often. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I agree. I'll have you do the yeah. intro and the outro. You know. I'm good with it. I'm good with there it. You go. We'll see you next week, everybody. We'll see, uh, or not next week. We'll see everybody on Thursday. It feels like it's going to be fucking next week by the time Thursday gets here. Jesus Christ. You never oh, know, Lord. the Canucks might lose another game or two, and then, oh my God. Who's to say? We'll see you next week. Uh, we'll make sure on our socials to share pictures from the uh, the desk's funeral. Uh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go put a, a picture of the desk in a casket now. <laughs> Please do that. We'll see you on Thursday, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. <laughs>